So I gotta make you look my way Cause baby, it's a lot of love in this heart to give I give it all to you, gotta make you look my way Then you'll see, everything you want's right here with me Everything you want's right here with me Y'all, that was Kevin Ross singing his latest single, which is available right now. Make sure you go to wherever you get your music, iTunes, wherever, Spotify, download, get it, support him. He is a talented young artist. He is on this edition of Naked. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of six million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new edition of Naked. Uh, I really appreciate you guys supporting the podcast. Just to give you a little update, we have had so many amazing people reach out to us and support this podcast. And I know that you all are responsible for it. Uh, That's how we're able to tell these stories, these stories that probably would never have been told. It is important to me as a journalist, as a podcaster, as someone who is culture forward, to make sure that we're highlighting the folks who are doing the work, who are showing you that if you see it, you can believe it. Um, We've had an amazing couple of weeks. And again, I am just grateful that people are buying in. Uh, I'm fresh off the Super Bowl. And here's the interesting thing about that is I went to the Super Bowl specifically, specifically with the SP specifically, not a PA specifically, to... (laughs) to talk on a panel about a shared story of black and brown women in journalism and sports journalism specifically, and it was beautiful. And I remember walking away from this panel that was sponsored by uh, NABJ, National Association of Black Journalists, and Ciroc, thinking, I love that our stories are shared, but I also appreciate that our mission is to help others and show that it can be done. And you really have to, people say it, but they really have to be about it. And you can see if they're about it based on the way in which they live and the people that they surround themselves with and the work that they're doing in the culture. It was a great weekend. Super Bowl's always a party. Five parties every five seconds. You got to decide which one you go to. It's a marathon, y'all. Not not a sprint. You got to marathon your way through Super Bowl. But with that being said, uh, I had a wonderful time and not even so much about the game. It was just more about the experience. The first time two black quarterbacks have ever faced off in a Super Bowl. Um, the first time that two brothers and Travis and Jason Kelsey ever faced off in a Super Bowl. More importantly, it was the first time that we ever were able to witness a woman pregnant performing live on that stage unapologetically. For all of those who watched Rihanna's performance and may have wished she did more dancing or may have wished she did something differently, perhaps bring others out, I had an opportunity to talk to Adam Blackstone, who was the musical composer for the show. He's done the last four halftime shows in terms of composing and directing for the Super Bowl halftime show. And he said Rihanna specifically wanted to come out by herself. She's like, I kind of want to do it by myself. I just want to sing. And he said, we all knew that she was pregnant and we all knew that this would be a a toll on her person, her body, her physical body, but she was very adamant about making it hers. I need people to understand what, I don't care what you thought of the performance. I loved it. I thought visually it was spectacular. I had never seen anything like that at the Super Bowl. Never, ever. I need you to see the visuals of it. Most people dance around. Most people kind of do their thing. 
She's, I mean, they're floating. People are floating now. It was like she was in space. But what I recognized was that she was a black woman working really hard and giving her best in spite of whatever she may have been feeling. Morning sickness, nausea, I don't nausea. I, I, I don't know what, right? I can't even ex- under, even understand or begin to understand what someone who is however many months pregnant decide to 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 strap herself to a rising platform and go up and down during a performance and still dance. I couldn't even imagine what that took. The toll, the stress that it took on her body, but she did it. So kudos to you, Rihanna. And for those of you who have something to say, understand that that woman is a warrior. She could have easily melted in and said, bring in 20 people and I can stand there and be cute. She was like, I got it. I got it. I haven't performed in this many years, but I got it. And that's what I plan to do. Respect. With that being said, I'm still telling the stories, especially during Black History Month, the stories of us making history. The two black quarterbacks of the Super Bowl is history. A black woman performing, a self-made billionaire, the youngest woman to be a self-made black billionaire is doing it on the stage. That's history. That's black history. And today we have more black history. Kevin Ross, an American writer, songwriter, and a singer. Kevin, at 35 years old, as he will explain to us in this podcast, made black history. And it's interesting because we all are making history culturally. And I don't even know if we even stop to appreciate what we're doing. Kevin was born and raised in the DMV area. He comes from a family full of musicians, but the bug really came to him when he was about maybe 10, watching his father, then 16, saying, no, I'm really going to pursue this. He went to the Duke Ellington School of Arts. That's a high school in D.C. He later went to Berklee College of Music in Boston. Um, Come to find out, uh, that's considered one of the most prestigious schools, which we know in terms of music. But when he graduated, he was very intentional about not telling people that he went to Berkeley, moved to Atlanta, Mecca of Black music, and was like, I'm going to do this on my own. Now, many of you have heard his work before. He's worked with the likes of Trey Songs, SWV. Uh, he, he had a list and list and list of people, tons of folks. But as a result, he perfected what he wanted to do as an artist. The very first time that he opened up uh, as an act for an artist was when he was 25 years old with Maxwell. Maxwell and himself is a legend, right? And you get the opportunity to open for Maxwell. Get out of here. Just get out of here. Like that's something very special. Uh, he has a new single out, Look My Way. He explains what it means. He explains how it was based on his life and the end result of asking someone special to look his way. Congrats to you, Kevin. But the story is a story of I am an artist. I believe in the integrity of my work. I may not get there by the elevator. I may take the stairs, but that's okay because my work is set apart. And in a really special quote that can apply to everyone's life. But I know my mission. Music may not be it in its totality, but it's definitely the vehicle to get me there. Whatever your, whatever your passion is, whatever your mission may be, you may be using, you might be a writer and that, not, and that may, may not be your entire 
mission in its totality, but it could be a vehicle to get you where you need to go. Like whatever you're doing now, it's just a vehicle to get you to where you need to be to ultimately fulfill your purpose. I'm all about living the dream. I'm a brown girl with a dream. And today we're interviewing a brown boy with a dream. Kevin Ross on this edition of Naked. So first, let me begin with the early stages of what if you had a, if you had to describe what you wanted to do with your life in terms of using your talents that you have been given, what, how would you describe it? Um, I would describe it as a, a journey fulfilled and then some, to be honest. Um, and from a very early age, my dad was singing around the DMV area, singing at weddings, churches, and all that stuff. So I took in a lot of information and a lot of inspiration from him and um, caught the bug, got serious as a teenager. And then, um, you know, I said prayers to God to say, look, I want to sing. Um, I want to sound good. And uh, I want to be able to have a career from this. I want to hear songs that I'm singing on the radio. Um, and it was a very simple dream. And uh, God fulfilled that very fast. And then he helped me to understand that, you know, it's new levels, new devils. So what did your what kind of music did your your father was he involved in as an entertainer? What do you remember your early earliest images of what your father did? Oh, man. I mean, R&B. R&B and then uh, then gospel. Then he became a deacon uh, a couple of years after that. Okay, so when did you really say this is what I want to do? Because I think when we grow up uh-huh. and people have influences on our lives, sometimes we don't really know that they are influencing our lives. Were you aware that your father was influencing your decisions and what you wanted to do? No, um, I was just there. Uh, you know, because we didn't have no babysitter. We couldn't, we couldn't afford that. So I was just there vicariously in the sense of just like, just watching and yeah. observing. I don't think he even knew that I was interested in music. I was just there. And the more that I was, you know, there to listen to his rehearsals and stuff like that, I was just like, this is interesting. Like, this catches my attention. And like I said, it, I caught the bug um, maybe around, you know, 10 years old. And then I really decided like, that I wanted to be the uh, around 10 and then oh. around 16, I decided that I really wanted to commit my life to it. So when you were 16, what was that that defining moment that said, I'm going to really be a singer songwriter? Where were you? What were the next steps? Because I couldn't imagine at 16 trying to get into the music industry. I think that would terrify me in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about the music industry at 16. I Honestly, um, you know, the big thing was for me, I was at Duke Ellison School of the Arts which is the art school in DC. And uh, we were doing a show and it was kind of like a Motown review. And I had to audition to be Stevie Wonder in it. And I got the part. And when I got up on stage and started singing and, and just the way that people reacted to the way that I was singing, it felt so good in the sense of, I was like, okay, this feeling I want to capture for the rest of my life. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know, you know, what it takes to get there, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes in order to follow this path. When you talk about a feeling that you captured, I think anybody who knows their purpose knows about a feeling. You're like, whatever this is, it's irreplaceable. MJ will be like, you know what? The reason why I kept retiring and I'm retiring because I couldn't get that same feeling. Um, Tom Brady will be like, I came back again because I thought I needed that feeling. Yeah. What does it do for your soul? 
whatever that feeling. Um, it really makes me feel in tune with the world, with the earth, truly. Um, it makes me feel like uh, that I've finally walked into my purpose. It makes me feel purposeful in the sense that like outside of that, I feel like I can blend in. Like I'm a Clark Kent in a sense, where it's like, I'm just, I'm just there. I'm just existing. Then when I really lock into the passion that or passions that God has given me, then I can really tap into not just myself, but everyone that's around the community. Um, and so, you know, I understand the power of how I can shift things. That's powerful. I've, and I, and I'm thinking of purpose and what it feels like when I'm in, when, when I'm walking in my purpose, that's a rare feeling. Everyone mm-hmm. have it. And you were very blessed to have it at 16 years old. So then from 16 to where you are now, walk me through the steps of how I am working with the likes of Trey Songs and all these other artists. Walk me through the steps. That is, that, that's a lot of steps, but we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. And I'll stop and interrupt because I'm curious. I'm like, what has happened? I'm, or then yeah. I ask you this, Kevin, because I'm really fascinated. I, I think the music industry, much like I think acting is so subjective and hard. And, 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 and how do you know to trust? Yeah. Do you know when you are working with someone who legitimately believes in your work? I just feel like there's so many scary things involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it is, it is a scary thing. I mean, thinking back on it, you know, the covering that I had over my life, the protection um, that I had over my life was like, you know, indescribable. And so, you know, we'll get to that, but I mean, 16 you know, finally decided that I want to walk that path. By 17, I'm graduating high school. And there's a school that comes to my art school or a college that comes to my art school called Berkeley College of Music. And I knew at that time that I was like, you know what? I don't want to do classical music because that's all I did in high school was arias, German songs and all of this. And I was like, I don't want to do like, I want to sing these 200, 300 year old songs for the rest of my life. I feel like I have the ability to create my own and maybe one of my songs can live in one of these books hundreds of years from now and then people will be singing my songs. But how do I do it? And luckily, uh, God placed Berkeley College of Music right at my school. And so, uh, you know, they gave me some information. It was the biggest contemporary music school in the world. Uh, and it just so happened to be in Boston, Massachusetts. So I had to go up to Boston, audition, um, and they accepted me. They gave me a partial scholarship. And so my journey went to Berkeley College of Music. I became an ambassador there. Um, Berkeley took me to China. It took me to Switzerland. It took me to Serbia. Uh, it took me to a lot of amazing places. And the caveat to that was that I wasn't on full scholarship. So at a certain point, um, I felt like I was about to get kicked out of school because I couldn't afford it. And so, oh, uh, wait, wait, time out. So I've been there, right? I went to UCLA. Yeah. I was, they were like, Carrie, the red, the red notices were coming often. Well, <laughs> you, you're in school and, and, and you don't have enough money. You have a partial scholarship and you, in some way, somehow you have to come up with the rest of the money. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? If at all. Um, persistence and resilience. So I figured out the person that I needed to get in touch with. So there was a scholarship office. But I wasn't talking to the right people. So I was like, I need to talk to the person. Like, 
And so I finally had lunch with the president of the school, which at the time, uh, his name was Roger Brown. Shout out to Roger Brown at Berkeley hey, College. And uh, he was like, look, I would give you the full scholarship if I had the power to. So I'm like, wait, you're the president and you don't have the power to? And he said, no, but there's a man by the name of Damian Bracken who does. And he was like, and I can, you know, uh, you know, uh, link you guys through email and, and, you know, you guys can meet. So I went on a wild goose chase with uh, Damian Bracken and I went to his office. Uh, I want to say for about a month and a half every day. And uh, I would go there to say, hey, Kevin Ross here for Damian Bracken. And he said, okay, hey, sit right here and have a seat. And I'll wait for about 30 minutes to an hour. And they'll say, Damian won't be able to see you today. Come back again. Right? So this happened like over and over again. And so eventually, finally get to see Damian. And as soon as I walk in, he's like, I know who you are. And I was like, yes. I had like a whole booklet of all of this stuff that I accomplished in college thus far. And um, he was like, yeah, he said, so how much do you need? And so I was like, I need like two or three semesters worth. He's like, okay, it'll be in, you know, check your email, you know. Wow. Wait, it was just that easy? Because it was just, you- that, it was just that easy because as soon as he seen me, he was familiar with everything that I did at the school because I, I became a, a, a pound for pound ambassador for the school. So during that time, he's like, okay, well, why are you not able to, you know, Continue school. So it's, it's going to be in the email by the oh, time you get back to you. Wow. 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 <laughs> yeah. wow. What a yeah. blessing. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted at all. Well, just also remind you that you're on your path. Like they were chosen. Yeah. This is what God yeah. wanted you to do. So you had to be there. Absolutely. Well, that's special. Okay. So you get your money. The monkey's off your back. Yeah. Better than me. I was paying off student loans till I was 100 years old. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, am I still paying student loans? So I'm 100 years old. Finally got that off my neck. Jesus, thank you. So, so then you you go through school, you get the classical training. I think that puts you in a class above so many others. I think people might look at you like, oh, you went to Yale? Oh, okay. You know, like that. Yeah. You, you've got a graduate degree in this? Okay. People might feel yeah. a special way. You graduate from school. Mm-hmm. And then what? And then I moved down to Atlanta. And then I don't tell anybody that I graduated from Berkeley because uh, it would intimidate people and then nobody would know what to do with me. And so uh, instead of being a singer, I became a writer. Uh, One of my uh, college professors who passed away, uh, Armstead Christian, may he rest in peace. He said that always do things that you are terrible at because eventually you will get great at them. And so, you know, I took that to heart. And so I decided to say, you know what? I know that I can rely on my singing. So why would I just sing for the rest of my life? Let me try writing and see if I can get good at this. And so every single day that I was in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, I was in a studio. And so for the first year that I was in Atlanta, all I knew was gas station, grocery store, studio. And, and that's it, pretty much. So I dedicated my, myself and my time to becoming a writer. And within a year's time, I landed my first placement with Jamie Foxx. And um, then, you know, from there, I started to meet a lot of great producers, Brian Michael Cox and Troy Taylor and, you know, all of these amazing people. And they were willing to give me a shot. And then that, you know, turned into working with a lot of veterans, OG. So your SWVs and your Dave Hollisters, your John Gills. Um, and then a couple of years later, uh, I would land some records on Trey Songs. 
And those would kind of be the start of being introduced into the industry, like for real, for real, in a sense of having like number ones on rhythmic and urban and traditional R&B as a writer. Um, so it was a crazy and surreal moment for me to be able to work with all these people. And then eventually I get into a writing camp and I'm, we're working on Rihanna and I forget what album it is, but we're working on that. And it's a bunch of people, a whole slew of people in LA. And I am waiting for DJ Top. Shout out to DJ Top. And um, I'm, in a, I'm in the room and I'm playing piano and I'm singing because there's no one there at the time. And so um, DJ Tom scares the hell out of me. And he creeps up behind me like, yo, like, like what's, what's going on? I was like, I was just killing time. And so he was like, all right, cool. Well, let's get to work. We did a song, which was whatever. But it was enough to get the A&R's attention. And then eventually the A&R would call L.A. Reed to say, hey, you know, you need to come and hear the song. So L.A. Reed comes to the studio and DJ Tump stops him at the door to say, all right, before we listen to the song, we need to hear this kid who was me. And so took me to the piano. L.A. Reed, you know, sat beside me and was like, all right, let's see what you got. And, um, you know, I did I did decent enough that he was impressed and that, um, you know, then word started to get around that there was this kid who could sing and that L.A. Reed was interested in him being an artist. Of course, that didn't pan out, but it was the start of something in a sense that um, when that happened, um, I started to create my own music. What did I want for my music and for me to sound like outside of writing for everybody else? Those songs that I would make would land me a deal with Motown Records. And, and, um, and then I would kind of sit for the next two years after that. And then, uh, and then mysteriously. And I, I'm shaking my head because for the people who are listening, this is why I say this music business is so tough. Because from the moment you're quote unquote discovered, you got to sit for uh, like years, like it mm -hmm. could be two, it could be five. I rarely hear the story of, hey, I've discovered and yesterday I'm a, I'm a success. It's like you wait, they build, they build, they build. It takes an incredible type of tenacity and yeah. personality to say, okay, I'm I'm with it. I'm with the, right. I'm with, wait. Yeah. You know, the promise of what it could be. And sometimes it's a promise never fulfilled. How are you handling all of that in, 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 in the midst of just like, yeah, okay, I'll still write for everything. <laughs> else but i'm waiting to pop myself yeah uh i will lie i mean it sucked especially on the artist end okay. because i felt like they they signed me for a particular sound and and my sound was was honest and it was sincere um but for that day and time it was softer too you know what i mean and so you know they needed something a little more edgier for me so they were always aiming for like okay well What's the club record? And you can make a club record for Trey, but you can't make a club record for yourself. And I'm like, well, I don't belong in the club. Uh, and so that was hard for them to understand and say, how are we supposed to make money with him if he's not willing to make certain type of records? Right. And, you know, so for me, what are those yeah, certain type of records? A certain type of records that they feel that can cross over, that can, you know, like I said, hit the club and, you know, everything goes crazy because it was a, it was a certain way that things were done in order for you to be successful during that time frame, And, uh, I, I felt that there was a different path, but because that path was untested, um, you know, 
they weren't gonna hear that and i was new so they was like what, what are you talking about so yeah 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 we have to pay some bills. You know what we do when we pay the bills. Fast forward, fast forward. These commercials are long, but pay those bills. We'll be right back. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then, trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Welcome back. I appreciate your patience and more importantly, your loyalty. Kevin Ross continues on this edition of Naked. What is your, your, the difference between what is a club record and what your sound is? How would you describe your sound and what people get when they listen to you? My sound is made for the theater. Um, I'm very clear in that uh, aspect in the sense that um, my first tour was with Maxwell. I opened up for Maxwell. That was the first artist that I ever opened up for ever in life. So that was a preview of God showing me this is where this is where I want you. And I kept asking myself because I'm a 25 year old, you know, a young man at the time. And I'm like, 
what am I doing here? Like, why am I opening up for Maxwell? Like, make it make sense, you know? And what God was trying to tell me is that eventually there will be a void and that I'm placing, I'm setting you in this place so that you can prepare to, to fill a void or fulfill a need. And so my music, um, it allows for people, I make music for lovers. I make music for people who want to be loved, to feel loved. And so at the end of the day, sometimes that doesn't allow for you to be in a standing room or at a, you know, festival in the desert. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I desire for thousands of people to sit in a theater and to enjoy a concert where they can feel good, i.e. the Maxwells, the Kims, the Luthers, the Whitney's, the, you know, the list goes on and on. Of, the Luthers. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, to, to me, I think I'm afraid that where music is going and how it's being consumed and where people are performing, that theater will become a lost art or it will become a lost venue. And that I don't want to miss out on. Hold on. With that said, she's right. I heard what she said to you. She's right. Like you, your story, what we prefer on Naked is to tell stories of people who, who do the impossible, who, who make the impossible feel like it's possible. Um, your yeah. story of I knew, and the fact that you didn't tell anybody that you graduated from Berkeley, in my mind, I'm like, well, why not? Because that's your white pop my collar. Like, I'm, you know, you're like, no, I'm good. I don't need to even tell you. I'm, I'm ready to pimp and tell everybody, you know, so like I was saying. I'm, <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't. Like, you're like, you don't need to know that. That, yeah. to me, is impressive because we live in a world, in this social media world, we have to brag about all the things we're doing. And you're like, I'm all set. I'm going to do it. The, I'm going to just put my head down and do it. That mm -hmm. mentality speaks volumes. So you're in this space opening for Maxwell, of all mm -hmm. people. That's Maxwell. Yeah. 25 years old. Yeah. You know what God is telling you to do. And your music is different. Right. So now, I, my, my question is, as you're saying, mm -hmm. well, I'm working as hard as I'm working. Was there ever a point, or has there been a point, even when you got your start, where you thought, I didn't want to do this anymore? Like, I, I'm not popping quick enough. Like, I'm not getting my just due. I'm better than XOXO and XO, the comparison thing. And you're like, I'm on set. I don't want to do this anymore. Have you ever thought that? No, I think everybody around me probably thought it. I've had family members have conversations with me. I had mentors have conversations with me. Gotcha. And I've always told them my destiny is inevitable. And so at the end of the day, I walk in that. Um, you know, I'm here. I, I breathe because of the fact that God wants me here. Um, and there is a task and there's a mission for me to fulfill. So just to recap, cause I know we're, you know, very short for time, but I had yeah. back to meningitis when I was 10 years old. And so there was nothing that I could do in order to help myself or to change my circumstance. So at a certain point I was left defenseless or helpless for that matter. I don't know. No, it worked, had what? Bacterial meningitis. Scary as all get out. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, there was nothing, there was nothing that I could do. And so, you know, I went into kind of a slight coma and when I woke up, there was doctors all around me and, you know, oh, you're a miracle child, you know, but I knew that that was God. And I knew that, you know, before I even locked into my purpose, 
that he was keeping me around for something. And the older that I got, I was like, there's no other reason that I have been protected and covered and saved um, before a mission that he wants for me to fulfill. Now, I don't know if music is the mission in totality, but it is a vehicle in order for me to reach it. Okay, wait, but I just were repeating. I don't know if music is my mission in totality, but it's the vehicle for me to reach it. I, I just was repeating what you just said. Yeah. Like yes. just what you just said. Yeah. That's powerful. You don't know if it's the mission in its totality, but it's a vehicle for you to reach the mission, whatever your purpose is. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm going to take that and use that. You mind do I have to quote you? I don't know. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't think I want to quote you though. I want to act like I came up with that myself, but to insert my profession. I'm going to put, insert my said profession into what you just said. <laughs> okay. So wait, so that folks know, tell, tell me two things. We're going to get into your album, but tell me about some of the people that you've worked with over the years in terms of being a songwriter for them. Yeah, uh, I've been able to work with uh, Tony Braxton, Tank, SWV, Dave Hollister, Trey Songs, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Ty Dolla Signs. Uh, I'm missing people. Johnny Gale. Uh, I'm missing people. Mm. Okay. I'm just going to stop because I'm, I'm mad. I'm, I know I'm missing quite a few people and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, but also good news. I have more stuff coming out. I have two records on the Creed 3 soundtrack, and they will be in the movie. So shout out to Michael B. Jordan. Shout out to Creed 3. Uh, make sure that you, you know, watch it. And hopefully you guys like it. Yeah. And now, you have a single out right now. Uh, you, what is it, your single right now? Is it, is it? It's called Look My Way. Look My Way. And there was like, they gave us the genesis of it. It was about the infatuation. Tell me about this latest single that you have out right now. Yes. Um, look my way. It's, it's really a, based on a story about uh, you have a friend that you may, you know, know and and you start to look at them a little different and you want to explore an option, but you don't know if that other person feels the same way that you do. And so the song is just saying, look, I got to make you look my way. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a simple plea, but sometimes it could be very complicated in those situations. So I just wanted to put a song to it. First of all, I don't know nobody in my life that like me didn't say nothing. Because if you in my life and I like you, you go hear about it. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> ah, 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 ah. you're not gonna be sitting in my life hanging out with me taking up space when I could be <laughs> getting my Mister Right. I'm gonna be like, so what we doing? I love. Is this based on a real experience or is it just what you're saying that you know of? Oh yeah, it's very real, very real. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Wait a second. Who, who on whose space? Like you have someone in your life, and you're like, "Look my way, I'm interested," or is it vice versa? No, nah, it was it was me. I got her for sure. But hey, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I got I, her. I, what happened? I, well, look my I, way. What yeah, happened? Look my way. Go, go, go. I achieved the mission for sure. You know what I mean? But yeah, I I just wanted to, you know. It's just a, it was a very unique situation because I never thought that I would be in something like that, that I, that I would be sitting in a space where it's like, wow, like I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed this person's company as a friend, but, um, you know, these feelings are starting to change and I have to address this because, you know, as friends, you know, you get real transparent. You really start to tell all of your business, uh, because you see, you see no, you know, any type of like collusion or any type of like 
anything going on. So then when something starts to occur and feelings start to happen, you like, I didn't told this person too much. Would they even be interested? Would they even see me in that light in the way that I see them? So I put a song to it. And then a mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. I love you. Can you give me a chorus? Is this a quick little chorus of look? <laughs> like, yes. like, what's like the hook? Like, we in there. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I gotta make your look my way. Cause, baby. It's a lot of love and it's hard to give. I give it all to you. Gotta make your earth my way. Then you'll see everything you want's right here with me. Everything you want's right here with me. <laughs> I love it. So, can I get in your business? Yeah. Is there a, a happily ever after? Like, are we just like, 
or we just had our moment and then we moved on? No, 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 no. It's 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 definitely you know ha- happily ever after ish. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love this. Okay, thank you. y'all, look my way. Go on ahead and listen. Go ahead, download, get the song because say yeah. that if you play this for someone, you'll get the love of your life that you've been pining for for so long. Come, That's what I'm saying. That's and what I'm also, saying. Before we go, and since it's Black History Month, I do want to say this, and this is special yeah. because this just happened, and I'm super hype about it. Now, currently, right now. I am an independent R&B artist. My company is called Our Society Music Group. I currently have two top 30 records at R&B Radio. Thank you so much. What I didn't realize until yesterday is that there has been no independent R&B artist to have done this. So, yeah, I'm the first. Kevin Ross, you are Black history. You are Black history. (laughs) Like, it doesn't have to be 1809. It doesn't have to be back in the day. It is currently happening in 2023. How does that feel to you? And you didn't realize it because normally you, I know how that is. You're just so busy working. You're like, wait, I accomplished something. Mm -hmm. How does that feel to you to be black history? Um, It feels amazing. I'm humbled by it. And the the win is bigger than me. Um, It's for the genre in its entirety. Um. The conversation right now in R&B is that R&B is dying or that it's currently dead. And I want to show something different. I want to show that R&B can be lucrative. R&B can be a business, not just for the majors, but in an independent platform. And that I am very passionate about creating a blueprint to show other R&B artists that it is possible to thrive in this space and um, to do things that haven't been done before. And so uh, I'm going to continue to try to push the boundaries, even when I don't know it. What would be, who would be an ideal artist for you to work for that you haven't worked for yet? Oh, man. Stevie. Stevie Wonder, hands down. Yeah. What would yeah. you call your sound of music? The Kevin Ross sound is what? If we had to do a comparison. Ah, oh, man. My sound. Hmm. Mm, okay. Okay. Unassumingly infectious. That is my sound. You're such a lover. You're such a lover. <laughs> I uh, today you mentioned Luther. Uh, today I saw Mina said no one has the last name of Vandross anymore. Like have you, you know no. anybody with the last name of Vandross? I didn't even think that was Luther's last name. There are no more Vandrosses in the world. And if you get that last name, you must be assigned a special thing. So Kevin Ross Vandross, I'm, I'm putting a whole ass name on you right now. Kevin <laughs> Ross Vandross. Come on, that's it. <laughs> um, I am so excited about your your journey, and I appreciate your your vision to stay focused. Because like music, listen, may not be the totality, but it's a vehicle to get you there. Whoa, powerful, powerful! I would love to have you on um, my TV show in a different capacity. So we need to have you when you when the next time you're in LA. You come often? Were you just here for the Grammys? Uh, yes. Um, but I will be back next month. Next month. Yes. I'll make this happen because I need you in studio singing and talking about all that good talk. How you got the girl. He was like, yeah, you mine. You <laughs> like, and you like, fellas, play this song. She's yours. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that one works. Or whomever wants to be with whomever, play this That's song. It. And yeah. it's yours. It's yours. <laughs> um, Kevin Ross, I wish you the best. Thank you so much for talking to me on Naked. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. How can people follow you on social? 
Make sure that you follow me at Kevin Ross Music. That's on all music platforms or Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. I'm on it. You got it. We're going to promote you so there's no tomorrow. Um, thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. I don't even know you in that way, but I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everybody, we have about four episodes left in this this second season of Naked. Uh, good news, good news. We have a third season of Naked coming. I, again, need y'all to support, forward, send to your friends, send to your family members. Um, we're telling important stories. We're telling stories that you won't hear anywhere else. But more importantly, we're telling the stories that you need so that you know your dreams are real and valid. I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe in a Kevin Ross who knew that he had a bug for for music when he was a kid and he knew what his mission would be in terms of delivering the type of music that he should deliver. Very few people get in this business uh, and know to stay true to what they have been called to do. It is infatuation. It is... um, Sometimes intimidation. It is it is a, a collective a collective group of people or forces sometimes working against you that tells you that you are not to do what you have been called to do. But his story is one of resilience and keeping the main thing the main thing. And I'm grateful that he was able to share it. Again, support Kevin Ross. Uh, you can listen to his music, Kevin Ross music. You can also find him wherever you download your music, Spotify, Apple, all the places where you get music. Uh, Definitely check out that single. He's a special young man and we need to support. Speaking of support, thank you for listening. Catch us next week on Naked. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then, trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.